Sportscast Prime for this, the first, I think it's the first Sportscast Prime of the month of February. It's our first post-NFL season 2014 uh, podcast. We obviously had our uh, our bowl of plenty happen last weekend. I, th- I think we can call it a bowl of plenty, right? Um, hey guys, I'm here with the usual suspects. Introduce yourselves. Hello. I'm Nick. This is John. They all know. This is Mike. <laughs> um, uh, do you guys want to quickly, uh, we don't want to devote, we've done a lot of football over the last uh, you know month or so, but we don't want to devote too much to it, but we should recap that game. Uh, as great as it was. Um, boo. Boo, yeah. You know, it, it, in some ways I think it was a breath of fresh air to get a Super Bowl like that, because they have all, I mean, not, not that it was like better or more entertaining, but... It was a little bit breath of a fresh air, only because it hasn't been like that in a long time. Super Bowls are have mostly been have been on a really crazy run of being really really good games, you know. Uh, probably since the I don't know Baltimore Giants was that the last blowout. So you tell me that or Peyton, Tampa. So you tell me Peyton, he's not the goat. That's the, goat? the one. That's the one thing. Is I he the goat or is the goat? <laughs> is he the greatest of all time or is the goat? I don't know. Um I what I took it from that is like uh the media must have egg on their face because all I've been hearing was like because I was talking to you off camera, Mike. I picked Seattle and you picked Seattle. I'm like, is there something we're not seeing? Because I thought Seattle was the consensus best team, you know, overall team as opposed to the Broncos, but yet everybody kept like, I definitely picking saw the Broncos. Broncos picks. Yeah. And I, I started feeling like very like I don't know, like what is something wrong with me? <laughs> That's what I was feeling too, because I felt like Seattle, this should be obvious. Yeah. I feel it should be obvious. And then as the week progressed, it got the ad nauseum. Everybody licking Peyton Manning's bootstraps and everybody's saying, you I'd know, lick his like, bootstraps. He's, he's got great bootstraps. <laughs> That's no? just the way I. Nothing? Okay, all right. <laughs> um, Not that I hate Manning at all. Yeah. I, I'm a fan. It's just they. Got a little overboard with the whole, yeah. especially people not throwing any names out there. Cody <coughs> Page, ESPN, that if he wins this, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Which he's in my discussion for top ten. Would I consider him the greatest? Probably not. Yeah. Even if he won that second Super Bowl, probably not. So yeah, yeah. A lot of people have them, him like going up there when it comes when it came to well, him winning. And I was like, I didn't consider him like to be up there when it came to mm-hmm. whether he won it or not. Because, like, a lot of people were taking into a lot of account of, like, oh, okay, he'll have two Super Bowls, like his brother or whatever. But, like, that wasn't that important to me. Yeah. I just feel like he's kind of, like, morphed into the what I was thinking about it with the whole backlash with Manning. Because you have these two things that I got from after the Super Bowl where you have the Manning haters who are annoying to the point that it's, like, he sucks, he's this, he's that, which are annoying. But at the same time, you have the Manning apologists and the Manning slurpers who are just equally as annoying. <laughs> Manning slurpers. I like that. So yeah, who um, are just the one thing I got from a Manning slip that I thought was outrageous. Somebody wrote, or somebody put, the play calling was atrocious. Manning couldn't do, you know, anything with the play calling. Like, dude, you know he calls the plays, right? Like, so yeah. you're saying that his play calling is bad? But the the Manning thing is gonna be is always going to be complicated because, you know, like you basically said, John, there's there's Manning backlash and then there's the backlash backlash. You know, yeah. there's always going to be people who are who are Manning apologists because they're man- much in the same way that like Skip Bayless was a Tim Tebow apologist. Yeah. He even though it seemed like it, he was never saying Tim Tebow is a great, great quarterback, just that he was good enough. But he was yeah. saying it, he felt that he needed to say it so loudly because he was yeah. the only voice, you know, yeah. Um and so sometimes I think a lot of the you so know the, come across that. a lot of yeah. the, the Manning slurping is done by people like you know I, I I don't think I'm in that category but in general I tend to do that like just yeah. personally I tend yeah. to support athletes who I feel got a lot of undue yeah. flack you know what I mean that's just the thing that like I think we all kind of do to a certain extent and I do it like I do it a lot I find I myself on those athletes' yeah. sides for no real reason yeah. um, and then yeah you start saying a lot because it's yeah. kind of like you just need to get it 
heard or you need to reverse what everybody's saying because it's like, oh, you guys are wrong or, or whatever, you know? To me, I'm, I'm not like that. I like to, like, I don't know, some people might say I'm like a hater or not, but I like to see the good and the bad. I hate it when people do that, when they don't call out other people on their bullshit. And I'm like, listen, yeah. you got to take the good with the bad. You can't just totally say he's great he's great he's great yeah but mm. he has his other stuff too like how come we can't take be positive and negative at the same time with yeah, that yeah. person i can't stand either i can't stand when people hate on one person all the way mm-hmm. when like but he's done good which i'll get into with david stern yeah. and people like manning who love him like i don't know i just yeah. i when i thought about it i always think peyton's like the Derek jeter of the football where people just love him or hate him and you can't yeah a lot of people try to say like think of it in a way like their guy is the guy that they favor is like perfect and they can do no wrong and like yeah. if you say something wrong about him it's like you're a hater and it's like exactly. being in the middle is like the like the most hated thing that you can do or uh, or something like that but I think it should be more popular <laughs> to like be able to judge them on both sides on their flaws and what they do well yeah. I mean or it's, it's a very like low key like uh, position to have. You notice the other word that gets that gets uh, thrown around too that I can't stand now that's so popular. If you disagree with somebody, hipster. <laughs> Quit being a hipster about it. Like, oh God, shut uh, up, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as Peyton Manning goes, you know, if you want to talk about like, okay, what what what, did, what is what does his performance in this Super Bowl mean? And you know, I, I personally, I think, and I think it was. Um, uh, what's his name? Trent Dilfer on ESPN, who said this uh, pre-Super Bowl. They asked him, "What does um, I don't know? Does does Peyton Manning need to win this Super Bowl to X Y Z, whatever it was?" Yeah. Um, and his answer was, um, "Truthfully, what he does in this Super Bowl does not change anything about who he is. We've been watching him for years. We know who he is. Whether he wins or loses this Super Bowl, he's just going to play like Peyton Manning plays. He's a great quarterback. He's going to be good, or he, and he might lose. Like, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, anybody who thinks that, like, this game would change anything, anything is, is wrong. And I actually, you know, I, I, you know, and then he started talking about how, like, look, I have a Super Bowl, and... Um, you know, I have as many Super Bowls as Peyton Manning. Does that mean I'm mm-hmm. as good as him? No, obviously, because it's a team sport. Yeah. Um, the, the, the interesting thing is, like, okay, so now Peyton Manning is, like, one and two in Super Bowls. to go. So even in the years when he's been really good in the playoffs, he's one and two in Super Bowls to go with a bunch of years where he, like, went out too early. And so it seems like his playoff record in general is underwhelming. And it seems like you could, like, take from that, oh, whatever, he's, like, he's less good than we think, or, or he's less good than he seems. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I, I you know what I always, always, always think of. So he's played in three Super Bowls. Um, John, you're you're number one quarterback of all time. Yeah, John Elway. What did he do in his first three Super Bowls? He lost. He went oh, for three, and he got blown out like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like now, of course, the script flipped for him because he got to two more later in his career. Well, and I found had talent on that team. Peyton's a little older so than John Elway. Yeah. Davis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now Peyton's yeah. already at the end of his career, yeah. whereas John Elway did that kind of like in the first half of his career, and then he came back a little later as a, as a veteran. Mm-hmm. But so I, I'm not saying that Peyton's script will be flipped when he comes back with a better team, mm-hmm. but just just if you look at like how much the i guess to say it again not to beat a dead horse but how much the script flipped for John Elway suddenly yeah. he won two and suddenly the I'm bad in Super Bowls wasn't a thing anymore and you could just judge him on what he did in his career yeah. you know and it was like oh it's great and like he's considered a top 5 quarterback all time and some people like John he's for some people he's their number 1 so he's that totally fixed that yeah. you know and it's funny how that like works and i think Given a long enough timeline, I mean, I'm I'm not saying there's not anything to Peyton Manning maybe like feeling pressure or not performing as well, but I think sometimes like the Super Bowl performances, it's like maybe there's just more factors to it, you know, and and it's too small a sample size to let it matter. Kind of like a team. <laughs> kind of yeah. like a team. <laughs> yeah. Even though, Another... even though the quarterbacks. Yeah, we all know the most they, they get the most blame and they yeah, get the most I mean, credit. Yeah, maybe it's that, just the, yeah. Even Dan Marino, who never won a Super Bowl, has gotten a lot of you yeah. know he's up in there with some people. Oh, stuff. that was actually what Trent Dilfer said. He said, yeah. "I have a Super Bowl and Dan Marino doesn't." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does that mean does that mean he's not? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I mean, so. almost nobody could carry Dan Marino's jock. I think, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what? Kind give of, him a give him a defense, and then we yeah. yeah. 
you know, okay, I don't know. It was always I'll get into it in another podcast, but if it was I felt like Marino well, like the reason why he gets so much slack was because he's he's a precarious situation. Mm. Because like he was Peyton Manning before I don't know, we never seen a quarterback like that put up those yeah, type of numbers. Like yeah. he was yeah. a weird situation where we don't give him as much flack. Like he didn't win the big one because Holy shit, look yeah. at these numbers he's putting yeah. on. Like, you know what the thing it, with Dan Marino is? He's been forgotten about. He it, was. Until it, Peyton Manning came along, it, he was the Peyton Manning, or the guy yeah. who everyone was like, I'm not going to call him my number one quarterback because whatever. Like, he didn't have the resume in the playoffs. But, um, I mean, now, you know, someone else came and, yeah. and took the spotlight off Dan Marino for that. And so now, yeah, it's like we can just look at it, at what he did, and kind of just, wow. Yeah. Wow, that was really that was really incredible what that guy did. Mm-hmm. Yet players who are playing now are all subject to the craziness of you know media narratives and all this crap. So, yeah. um, no, I'm saying maybe that. somebody will take that in the future. Twenty years from now, we'll take that off of Peyton Manning and we'll look back and be like, huh. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, hey, man. Only time will tell. Yeah. I mean, you know, before I go on to this. Like you said, maybe we'll take the time for Peyton Manning. Also, maybe we'll take the time to uh, maybe lampshade a little bit of the career that is Tony or Tony Romo. But <laughs> I, hey, I, I'd be all for that. I'm, you know, Tony Romo's another one of my guys. Um, <laughs> but you know, what's the problem? I will say, I will say, I will say, um, in 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 defense of what Nick is thinking right now, uh, I did. I was disappointed in him this year. Uh, <laughs> I will say that, but not not to get too far off topic. Like I said. We talked two hours about Peyton Manning. How the hell did we not talk about the Super Bowl champions, the Seattle yeah. Seahawks? That's well, depressing. See, that's, yeah. and that's the thing. And <laughs> we just did it. Here's where the segue is, because I don't think it's about Peyton Manning. I I, the interesting them, thing then. here is, yeah, I, I think what you have to remember is somebody said this, and I thought, wow, what a just salient point. The same thing... Would the same thing not have happened to Tom Brady? Would the same thing not have happened to Joe Montana? Would the same thing not have happened to John Elway? And I think you throw any quarterback in there. What quarterback would have had a chance? You know? I mean, Seattle's was clearly... And it's funny because I didn't realize this until I was reading about it after, but Denver, I mean, we knew they had, like, injuries. They also had a lot of, like, young guys playing on defense. Like, just... Their defense wasn't, like, experienced. Like we said, they had the one thing, which was they, they could rush the passer, and maybe yeah. that would cure all. But, mm. yeah, their defense was not good yeah. enough. It was it was the weakest unit on it the was, field. It started to everyone. catch grip during the postseason, but, like, yeah. again, those other teams weren't don't have the defense that Seattle And had. the fact yeah. that, like, Manning so. lost a lot of his fastball, though, too. Like, he's thrown yeah. some ducks out there. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised. Some I was like, my yeah. God, yeah. that's, like, yeah. I don't remember. But you know, you know like, what I mean? They did. They they were doing everything you can possibly it's do as a funny. defense. Because <laughs> he says, I throw ducks all the time. And, yeah, yeah, right. and then it's like. They, yeah. were, they were rushing him. I mean, he could not get comfortable. No. And that's just, you know, that's. You know, there's very few quarterbacks who are going to be all right, you know, in that situation. And it's just, it's it's funny. I think in a year of, in, in a chalk year, we talked about this last week and the week, the, the week before, where it was just, things have happened according to what we all thought. Like, yeah. for the first time in a long time. And I think the, the fact that we had another blowout Super Bowl for the first time since, it seems like a relic of a bygone era to have blowout Super Bowls. Like, it's almost like... This year was less, you know, the NFL, the NFL wanted parity, right? Yeah. And they got it. They made, they did whatever they did, you know, they did salary cap stuff and they got parity. And in getting parity, I think we sacrificed great teams for great games, right? Yeah. And that's a great thing or whatever. I think this year, it's almost like a year from the 80s or the 90s yeah. where we actually did have a great team that was the best team all year from start to finish. And we kind of, yeah. yeah. they were the Super Bowl favorite preseason yeah. and they really were the best and they were basically just, and it was almost like the year was more of a coronation. And I, like, I almost feel like lucky to have watched them. Yeah. Because not only were they very, were they just great, but they were also like kind of fun. You know, of you course. had all those storylines, the, the Adderall thing, but the you also Seattle, have, Seattle. I mean, Seattle. you got characters like Richard Sherman, you got Marshawn Lynch, just you know, interesting. <laughs> People, you know yeah. what I mean. Oh, you, you have the Russell Wilson story, which is a yeah. great, great story. You know, underdog bring, kind of guy. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. You know why? Probably Peyton Manning's legacy now gets magnified times ten. The quarterback that played on the opposite is not as sexy as he like. Mm. The, like, mm. you know, like I feel like if it was 
Manning Brady or something, or if it was like mm-hmm. something like that. I feel yeah. like we won't be talking about Manning. We talk about look at Brady winning four Super Bowls. Tie like the like everyone's like Russell yeah. Wilson is not the same. Like look at look yeah. what happened with Ben Roethlisberger when he lost his first Super Bowl. No one talked about oh man he couldn't get it done. Everyone talked about oh Aaron Rodgers because you know the. Yeah. Young, you know, he's, young, yeah, red, he's, he's the player, franchise yeah. quarterback. Yeah. He's the guy who's all that. So, and also like the headlines See, was basically uh, Peyton Manning versus Richard Sherman mm-hmm. instead of Russell Wilson, or so. the same yeah. thing with Brett yeah. Favre. Yeah, no one talked crap about Brett Favre of losing his second Super Bowl because oh. everyone's like, "This is John Elway's redemption story. This was John yeah, Elway doing his thing." Like, that's yeah. true. That's like, true. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It, really, it, it really only matters who's the yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Sure, I mean, Richard, uh, Richard Sherman, Russell Wilson was basically like a. Not he was a yeah. thing. He was a footnote. Because I'm yeah, yeah. I hate to I say that. Him, yeah, I hate to say that about him too. As much as I love him, he's boring. <laughs> That's yeah, what I yeah. talk about. He's like he's he's boring. very classy, very all this. He's mm. not brash. He's not like you know. He's like the like the only spur on the team. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have that like doesn't have that like charismatic you know. He's gorgeousness that is Tom Brady, I yeah. know, or like you know, he doesn't have the model as a wife. And you know what? I think, <laughs> I think, I think, in a lot of ways, good choice. Not, not to lump him in with his other teammates, some of whom are more colorful. But I think one thing that is cool about the Seahawks, and this is a credit to Pete Carroll, is they are. If you talk to them, if you like listen to like what they said before the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, it was like all business. It yeah. was all not that they weren't not that they were boring, but mm. it was all about the preparation. And you know, we t- John, you mentioned how the the they're practicing out in the whatever. They're like yeah. mm-hmm. this team is just basically like the way they look at it is we just prepare. We just work as hard as we can during the week mm. and the rest will just come out. Yeah. We're just better. You know, and as as long as we prepare, it will come out. Everything will come out in the wash. And I feel like that's just what happened. They don't worry about like, you know, pay, not not to like psychoanalyze Peyton Manning. And this isn't even just Peyton Manning. You could have probably said it about whoever played the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. But you know, the quarterback on the other side is like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, yeah. probably you you could totally see that. You know, mm-hmm. if 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 that if that were to happen, you could totally see it happening. Like. Oh, you know, what am I going to do? Oh, if they throw this at me, what am I going to do? Whereas it just seems like the Seahawks just, you know, they, they trust in themselves. They have a, they have a good core, a good core, a good, like unified philosophy. They have an identity as a team. And, you know, again, credit, credit to Pete Carroll. A lot of them give a lot of credit to Pete Carroll. They love to play for him. And they say he's like, you know, very charismatic. They let them be himself, let them be themselves and things like that. So he, he brings a lot out of them. So. And they're the youngest team in the NFL. I think they tied, they? they tied the 72 Dolphins as the youngest team in the NFL to ever. win. Ever. Ever. Wow. They're 26.3. Yeah, I believe that. I, mean, yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I'm trying to figure out who the oldest player I can <laughs> name on their team is, and it, it might be like Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. That's what I was going right? to say, Marshawn Lynch. I can't I mean. name, yeah. I mean, their secondary is young. All their pass rushers are young. Yeah. I don't really know who there is on their linebacking core right now. How old is the receiver? Um, well, I mean, they got Doug Baldwin, Golden Tate. I mean, these are all young guys. Yeah, you know, okay. Yeah, I guess it is Marshall. Mitchell. Speaking of Harvin, I, I felt really good for him yeah. that he was able to come in and make a real difference. Like, he couldn't play all year. And yeah. if he got... You know, I had friends say this, and I kind of agreed. Yeah. And, like, it would have been total bull if, like... He got a Super Bowl yeah. ring, you know. <laughs> he just he got traded from Minnesota, and then he didn't do anything all year. But and he really some people's fantasy teams not asking. Well, I mean, it only kind of screwed it. I mean, I picked him up halfway through the season, thinking, "Oh, he's going to save me," <laughs> and he just never played. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I felt, I felt really, really good for him because he he really, I mean, in a in a game where, and maybe this is another fitting thing for Seattle, the MVP was one of those default MVPs. I mean, Malcolm. Um, not Malcolm Floyd, Malcolm no. Smith. Seventh round pick two. Malcolm, good drafting. Malcolm Smith. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. In a in a in a Super Bowl where it was like a default MVP, you know, it kind of could have been, and he could have chosen anyone, and he wouldn't really have argued. Mm. Percy Harvin would have been right up there with one of the possible yeah. choices. I mean, he he had the game ceiling basically, mm-hmm. as as funny as it is to say, like with fourteen minutes left, fourteen minutes and fifty seconds left in the third quarter the game ceiling you know kickoff return for the touchdown but it really was i mean that's what made it 36 when was this in the third or 36 nothing i should say the first kickoff kickoff, yeah he returned the first kickoff so you know and i thought i thought the the fitting i thought the almost like poetic thing was that his his contributions in this game were the specific things they got him for like 
two end arounds, two end arounds for um, for uh, like fifty yards. That were at least one of which was on their um, their actual lone offensive touchdown yeah. scoring drive, yeah. and then and then the kickoff return. I mean, it's just like, but you know, you get those contributions. You get contributions from everybody, and I I, I felt that that was cool. Yeah. You know that Percy Harvin got to. He's got his ring, yeah. and he can actually feel like he earned it. Yeah, because I would, I kind of wouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Would you want to have that Super Bowl ring if you like couldn't contribute? It, yeah, it's like the Juwan Howard it. of like the Seattle yeah, Seahawks. But the funny thing is, like even Juwan Howard, you know, that okay. year he 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 was like a coach. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was a veteran presence, yeah. and he actually did have like some value. Yeah, that, wanted, that he could like that he could like say, "All right." Or do you want to throw in like that? Antoine Walker here in yeah. Miami. He was yeah, just I like, like that. although he played, he played faster <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah, the third guy that played. <laughs> Either way, yeah, I, I just I, I think that might have been I I might have felt awkward about that. You know, yeah. like I don't I don't know if I would sh- I would be like oh cool oh and I also get this million dollar check all right yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I don't know if I would have like showed off my Super Bowl ring particularly if people yeah. were in the know so basically take it and go particularly to people who knew like what went down there yeah. I don't know if I would like. Nah, I, I probably wouldn't say anything. Um, so, any parting yeah. shots from the Super Bowl? Any last things you guys want to? Um, one thing, and it's about Russell Wilson. I, I, I thought I, I was very, very impressed. He had very, he had like pedestrian numbers, but mm. his this is something I'm always impressed with with him is just his presence in the pocket, particularly when the pocket collapses. He has just a really good instinct for where to be without like even having to like do impressive moves yeah. or run fast. Like he just has a very good sense of positioning himself so that he can still make a play even while there is kind of chaos happening around him. He's just like, I'm just going to step over here. It's almost like he can like see the future. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and he had a great game. And one thing I will say, good and team. I think we've talked about this before and I actually, um, I read an article that was talking about, what um so Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Peyton Manning makes seventeen million dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody would argue that that's overpaying. I mean, it's about it's, I don't know if it's the most, but it's about the most that any quarterback makes. But he's like the best quarterback, so like yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this before. Russell Wilson makes under a million, right? Mm-hmm. They they have the Seahawks had incredible luck to not only have him on a rookie contract and he's mm-hmm. playing like one of the best quarterbacks, but also a third round rookie contract. So he makes $650 million. A guy Pete Carroll didn't even want him. Exactly. Oh, they didn't want him. Yeah. He gets a huge raise for winning the Super Bowl to 850000 next year. Mm-hmm. You know? So, all right. So the Seahawks, the three biggest signings the Seahawks made this year were Percy Harvin. That was a trade, but whatever. Trade, signing. Yeah. Add to the cap. Signing. Um, I'm just considering it. Yep. So Percy Harvin for $5 million. Michael Bennett and Cliff Avril for five and four million uh, combined. So those three guys, who by the way, Michael Bennett and Cliff Avril were just those luxury defensive ends that they just added yeah. for no reason. But they for no took reason. Away from everybody. Part of why they're the best defense in the NFL. Um, and and then you know you saw Percy Harvin's you know contribution in the Super Bowl. So it's like yeah, Peyton Manning can be Peyton Manning, but if I can get. Um, Russell Wilson's QB production, yeah, and two great pass rushers, and this all-around wild card player who can like help us win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. for the same amount of money total or even less. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like it's just crazy that the Seattle Seahawks were able to do that when the Denver Broncos were in the unfortunate position of just doing the normal thing of yeah. signing the best quarterback in the league and paying him what he's worth. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like really amazing. Anyway, that's just I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, give it up to the Seahawks. The better team won. Uh, it was a blowout. Congrats to them. That that town, Seattle deserves that. I mean, after losing their basketball team and like only yeah. having the Mariners and um, the Seahawks, so it, I think that's good for the town and good for the NFL. It was good. Well, well deserved win. One last thing about Peyton: perception is everything. I mean, it's funny how certain quarterbacks are judged. Mm-hmm. There's two quarterbacks who played three Super Bowls. Both of them are one and two. Once Peyton Manning, and he's 50-50, people like to criticize him for choking. People like to criticize him for that. The other quarterback is universally loved. His name's Kurt Warner. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's kind of yeah. funny how certain situations get swapped. Yeah. I'm not, and like, I'm guilty of this too, where it's like, I tend to lean more towards the hater side of Peyton Manning, where like, Kurt Warner, I'm like, I fucking love Kurt Warner. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like, I yeah. Feel, 
That's the way I feel about it. Well, you feel bad for him because of his wife. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's different situations. She wasn't yeah. the first overall draft pick. He kind of had yeah. to fight tooth and claw. But yeah. Well, yeah, he's got that story. Code. Congratulations, yeah. Seattle yeah. Seahawks. Yes, I, it was. I, I really was. It was a. Jo- it was really a joy for me to yeah. like, watch them this year. I just greatly enjoyed them. Anyway, um, we're gonna segue now. All right, we are. We have something happening here. For or we're gonna let's let's take a break. We'll catch you after the commercial. Hey guys, executive producer of Sportscast Prime, Ted here. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different with Sportscast Prime. We're gonna ask you a question in the commercial breaks. You answer it on our Facebook page, Sportscast Prime, uh, or on the sportscastprime.blogspot.com uh, actual blog page. The question this week is: What do you think is David Stern's? most valuable contribution to the sport of basketball. Uh, either comment on the question on Facebook or on our blog. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back. Um, all right, so we segued with the commercial. Um, mm-hmm. Want to talk basketball? Speaking we had a, Seattle losing their basketball speaking team. Speaking <laughs> of Seattle, Seattle will have something to, uh, to say about this. Oh, it's the most well, when did it happen? It was, the, it was this past week, right? Yeah. yeah. No, last Saturday last was his last day we, in we, we lost, not in the sense of to the grave, but we lost to retirement. One of the... Uh, uh, a good contributor to our enjoyment of sports, I would say. Um, I'm just going to, uh, before we introduce him, I'm just going to uh, play a clip here. An interview with Jim Rome. You know, New Orleans won the draft lottery, which, of course, produced the usual round of speculation that maybe the lottery was fixed. I know that you appreciate a good conspiracy theory as much as the next guy. Was the fix in for the lottery? Uh, you know, I have two answers for that. I'll, I'll give you the easy one. No. And a statement. Shame on you for asking. You know, I, I understand why you would say that to me, and I want to preface it by saying it respectfully. I think it's my job to ask because I think people wonder. No, it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I, I know, I I know that back. you think it's ridiculous, but I don't think the question is ridiculous because I know people think that. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that I do, but I think it's my job to ask you that. I, have you stopped beating your wife yet? Yeah, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if that's fair. Why is that? Because I think that there are, and I know you read your emails, and I'm sure you follow things virally and on Twitter, people really do think it, whether it's fair or not. Well, they think it because people You don't, you like don't think you. the question's and fair to ask if, people, if your fans think it? Silly questions. I expect it to be written about, and, you know, I actually, I, I commented last night on my presser that there was one guy who I won't dignify by name, he says, I have no reason to know anything, and I don't know anything, but I tell you, I believe it's fixed. Okay, that's good. Why is that? Well, because this team won it, and if that team won it, it would have been fixed also, and if that team won it, it would have been fixed also, and if and if uh, every team was invited to have a representative there, and if there were four members of the media there, and if Ernst and Young certified it, you still think, yes. So, I, I guess... I, I, I guess think two I'm, things. I, let me... All right, I'm going to cut it off there. Um, that was awesome. I mean, it's right? like, it, like, I love how, like, you know, Jim Rome, the king of, like, trash radio and doing this, like, basically what David Stern did, he basically raped the rapist with this friggin', like, comment, <laughs> basically, like... He flipped the script. Yeah, he basically did. I love that. He's like, that's yeah. not fair. Oh, like, asking him if it's a conspiracy theory is fair, yeah. Jim? Yeah. It's, it's fun. So, we're talking uh, to David Stern here, yeah. the uh, erstwhile commissioner of the NBA, uh, a guy who was always a good character... Uh, one of the coolest things about him, he never was worried about playing the bad guy. Um, and at the same time, he uh, took a league that was good and made it great over the course of t- 20, 30 years. 30 years. Almost 30, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. Actually, yeah, 85, 84, I think yeah. that was what we... Uh, didn't care saw. what anybody thought about it. Well, didn't care what anyone thought. And just, I mean, you know, you remember that draft. What, it, well, it was, the, it was this draft. Yeah, it was, it was when he was announcing the New, or- New Orleans' pick. What a heel um, moment! He, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just they you got him up to the stand and they booed the shit out of him, and he just sat there and smiled, smiled. soaking yeah. it. And in. He just looks around. So great! Like, what a badass! Yeah. Um, David Stern, guys, he's stepping down. Uh, Adam Silver, the deputy commissioner for the last few years, has um, 
or for actually almost the last 10 years, <laughs> ten years. has, uh, has taken over now. Um, and he's, you know, he's got big shoes to fill. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's going to be tough. When he first came in, it was kind of a league in shambles because they had this drug problem kind of going on with like the like cocaine abuse throughout the NBA <clears throat> and like their final games were taped, like taped, <clears throat> like legit. Like I talked to Mike about this, the Philadelphia, um, Los Angeles finals in which Magic Johnson stepped in for Kareem and played center, had that amazing game. That was taped. Like it's like you found out about it at, after the yeah, fact. Yeah, the grapevine. Yeah, and it's just like <clears throat> to do that, he got a TV deal. He installed an awesome drug policy. He did the um, made it more fan friendly with that NBA. It's fantastic. You know those mm-hmm. commercials in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. turned this, like you said, from basically kind of this like. Also ran like maybe third sport at one point, one like yeah. awesome way, you know. Yeah, it was must watch in the nineties. I felt. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, you had, I, and you you, you can you you can argue whether or not it was that he was lucky because of this, or that he actually had a lot to do with this. But you know, you look at his uh, his his starting coincided with uh, Michael Jordan's. Uh, presence, you know, the height and, of magic and, and bird. even the height of magic and bird. And it's, and, and, and I don't mean to say that he just kind of like fell into this stuff. I think in many ways, he was the guy who was like promoting the idea of these guys being brands mm-hmm. um, and not to the detriment. See, I think, I think ultimately there was a, there was a dark age in the NBA where Michael Jordan ended up hurting the NBA because everybody had the wrong idea of how to play basketball. It was like, everybody's got to be Michael Jordan. And, yeah. and it, you know, it was uh, not, it was not as fun to watch in like the early two thousands, like right after Jordan retired, uh, before, you know, while yeah, he was doing that, it was always, okay. After Jordan retired, after, you know, everyone okay. like, okay. like Alan Iverson was the face of the league. And, there were a bunch of other people who were trying to be those guys. But weren't Walker as, yeah, and guys weren't, like that, or, weren't yeah. as good as those guys, you know, in the league. Paul sort Pierce of suffered early in his career. career yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, uh, he, the, there have been, good call. let's see, there have been seven, seven new NBA teams on his watch. The Hornets, Timberwolves, Heat, Magic, Grizzlies, Raptors, and Bobcats. Um, although Hornets and Bobcats, same franchise, but, um, yeah. But, um, uh, I mean, he, he, yeah, we had, he handled the drug problems. He introduced the dress code. <laughs> yeah. In the NBA. Because of Alan Iverson. Because what? of Alan Iverson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say what you want, whether you love it or you hate it. And I'm tend to lean it more on the hating side. He did implement the draft lottery that's still being used today. Yeah. yeah. But when I look back at Dave Stern, sometimes I'm going to feel like what he did like the last 10 years, maybe people are going to hate on him a little bit. If mm-hmm. you just sit back and look, because I'm like, granted the last couple of years weren't too kindly on him. The whole New Orleans, like he oh, rigs yeah. teams, the whole, he blocked the CP three trade, yeah. the whole, he helped his buddy Clay Bennett get a team in Oklahoma city through those emails. It's just like, Oh yeah. 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 Like he wouldn't, the emails. Yeah. He wouldn't, I feel like those last couple of years kind of, you know, or he would just find people for no random reason, just be like, you know, or the whole Tim Donahue scandal, like with the refs, like there, I feel like was there was a, there was a certain, almost like, and I feel like this is too ham handed an expression to use, but an almost drunk with power yeah, uh, thing, there. but not, not even in a bad way, not even yeah. where you felt like he was really, truly hurting the NBA. Because he always did things to try to improve the NBA. And, you know, yeah. like, what they were doing with what he was going for with, like, the new, okay, the new the new CBA rules. Mm-hmm. Like, what he was pushing for when they had the, the, the last lockout. Or even know? when he started the whole international, how he brought yes. in Europe, yeah. all the European That's actually Euro players. Huge. Mm-hmm. It's getting big over think worldwide of, Think of well. how many European players are in basketball now. It never used to be that way. Mm-hmm. Name a European player who played in the 80s. Or the '90s, Tony Kukoc, um, that guy on the Blazers, it. that guy. guy. The, oh, Arvita Zabonis, yeah, yeah, and like the, actually, oh, yeah, the oh. guard too. There was a guard that was um that was on there. Him too. Oh. I forgot his name. Well, yeah, See, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's hard to pronounce his name. I oh, know. and the other like basically you had Detlef Schrempf. Detlef Schrempf. Um, Drazen Petrovic before he died. Remember the jersey that I guess Rudy Fernando Fernandez was wearing when he was in a dunk contest, but nobody. Like, Draws and Pekovic. Yeah, that, yeah, that's him. Oh, Draws yeah. And, Pekovic, yeah. and um, yeah. the other, what what the hell is his name? The first, I feel true, like, the forerunner European player of Vladi Divac. Vladi Divac, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
And those those guys were guys that kind of uh, probably guys drafted in the nineties, uh, really made their hay in the two thousands, and then they and then you have the new batch. And it's funny because like now, name a team that doesn't have a foreign player on them. Yeah, it'd be hard to find. I I mean I've been thinking here. I that question popped into my head like thirty seconds ago. I'm going team by team by team in my head, and I I, yeah. I honestly can't name one. And a lot of them have, have many of them. in very important places. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are teams that are. I mean, not not that the not that this is a skin color thing, but there are no. te- there are team there are literally teams that are all white. Yeah, and it's not white dudes from America necessarily. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it's like. Look at Dirk. Dirk, I feel he's the first like <clears throat> European player like a team actually built a franchise around. Like yeah, when you yeah. think of like these foreign born players, like I'm not gonna say best foreign born player of all time because that goes to Hakeem Olajuwon, mm-hmm. but like it's turned as Euro players. Like he's up there, yeah. yeah, oh he's he's the first one. Because if you think about it, like <clears throat> no all these guys are like secondary roles or second best players, like the Paul Gasols, the Mark Gasols, like yeah. Dirk, you built a team around a team around him. Okay. And I wanted to Dirk Dirk Dirk's a <laughs> Super duper star, yeah. yeah. Um, One of he, my favorite players. Would you, would you say would you say he's the best foreign player? Are we forgetting anyone? Um, Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, that's why I say I would say Hakeem then Dirks too. Yeah, Hakeem, Dirks, I, I can yeah. I can go that far. Yeah, I'm I'll with that. I'm with that. But you know this this this, this is a David Stern thing. Yeah. yeah, And it's funny because you wonder. I mean, to 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 put it in perspective, I think most people when you hear about. Roger Goodell um, wanting to expand the NFL mm-hmm. overseas to Europe, and and maybe that's more of a money thing than a yeah. talent thing. But you know what? Maybe it's taking a page out of David Stern's book. You know, yeah. I wasn't around or old enough or mm. mature enough to know if there was like this. I don't know. I don't know what he did to like reach out as far as as, as I think a lot of Stern. That. I, I, Stern. Stern. Okay. Stern. Okay. Yeah, but I. I mean this. Whatever it was, like it was huge. Well, I credit him to a lesser degree, to a greater degree, the dream team that just basically yeah. came in everybody. Like I think ever since then, like everybody's like, oh wow, like shy Alamo, like he talked with a lot of uh, leaders of those the associations that they have overseas. Yeah, and they, yeah. they they actually got together at a conference and stuff like that, and he there he got a lot of deals going on with that and. You know, even Dirk Nowitzki, like he's got a camp over there mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. going on. There's like a lot of stuff that's going on, and the like NBA is influencing and stuff now, like that. About his criticisms, do you feel they're just they're all unfair? Or do you feel like it's it kind of so so? What I think is, there's a lot of young people who are watching that mm-hmm. remember the last ten years that you were speaking of, and it, that's where it's coming from. Seeing how it's more social, so they don't grow up where so, we did, where so we like, saw the. I think they have a bigger voice than, like, say, somebody who used to watch it, like, way back then. All and, right. like, not keeping up with the times on, like, like yeah, we're on the yeah. social media, but there's, like, a few of us, probably, mm-hmm. in comparison to what's speaking right now. Because so. I feel some of it's just, like, Seattle and, like, the draft lottery, but some of it's unjust, like, the whole, he's rigging the NBA for big market teams. I'm like, you want to know how I know he's not? Because the New York Knicks haven't done jack in the last, like, 15 years, so yeah. don't tell me that he's not rigging. Which like, is the biggest. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. biggest. So I mean, I, I mean every, every everything that he's done has has been the opposite of, yeah, of yeah. that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, giving at least I mean, at, as much as you can realistically, without introducing a whole bunch of other complications into the process, as realistically as you can help small market teams, which is you can't just give them an advantage, yeah. but mm-hmm. what you can do is give team the teams that, for instance, already had the player an advantage yeah. mm-hmm. in, in re-signing their own player compared the bird to rights. I, I, I compared love to the, a I new love player. The, yeah. The CBA, yeah. There's the bird rights and then for large for bigger bigger deal players, there's yeah. like that rule, the extra year. Yeah. The, the, the extra mm-hmm. max year that can be offered to a um, a returning player, a re-signed player. Which I find ironically enough how one coach who's the biggest uh, criticized him a lot, Greg Popovich, actually benefited from some of these things with the draft lottery, getting yeah. Duncan and helping out small market teams. Just mm. thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the lot, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, that's another story for another time. I want to get into that. Talk about the lottery? Hey, well, 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 maybe when, maybe when, we end up doing that. Well, when the NBA, I want to talk, when we get close to NBA draft time, I want to talk about it because I think it's a joke, but that's just yeah. me. Wait, what's the, what was the thing? You I thought the NBA lottery. Okay, got it. Just wanted to know. Um, and, um, so how about you, Mike? Do you think the criticisms, yeah. what do you think? Do you think it was just or it's kind of... As far as what? I don't even get the sense that he's really criticized that much. I mean, I think he's... People aren't a fan of him or... or I, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, what would you say? Which Which criticisms? 
Which well, is favorite or like what, what are we about his things about rigging the teams as a oh, as that. opposed to like you know people still complain about how the draft lottery is kind of stupid or I think the, I, th- um, I think that's you know it's interesting I actually haven't heard many people say that the, that the lottery sucks like it's it's funny like I have heard people complain that the Spurs got Tim Duncan <laughs> but I've never heard people I've heard, never heard people make the connection of of you know the lottery being the thing that's at fault there. Um, but I mean, as far as, as, as the rigging thing, you know what, it's something, it's something that I guess is a natural response when you have a, a refereeing scandal yeah. and then that becomes the, uh, you know, the cloud, the NBA is under where you think just, well, probably everything's rigged. If you feel yeah. like thinking that, that way, yeah. you know, um, or him seeming to be finding no people for no good reason. Like, yeah. like Tim, like Tim, Greg Popovich, Popovich, um, Rested the st- rested his uh, players. Best players. Yep, and for it. pretty much the biggest regular season uh, televised nationally televised game of the year last year, right? Yeah. Last year, last year. Yeah, and so he fined him because he was just being belligerently insubordinate or, according to what David Stern thought. To be honest with you, I think um, Popovich could have challenged that if he wanted to, but didn't want it to put into or it. Or Popovich, I think he did, well, I think he did. Challenge. Oh, I don't man, think I he did. Remember. Or when Popovich added his two cents about the Gasol Laker trade, he happened to get slapped fifty grand out of nowhere. What did he say? I can't He's like, remember. This is unfair. I mean, like they're basically giving them away for Kwame Brown and oh, nothing. Yeah. There's something he, he mm-hmm. goes. He goes. Yeah, of course he'll do that for the Lakers. If I did, on the other hand, you know, like he basically, is, is, you know, he, he was right. asked the question and he answered the question which was given to him. Like you can't yeah. fault him for it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, and I think we've talked about this before, but look at that trade now. It doesn't seems so bad. I mean, that Marc Gasol that we were looking at is a worthless, pointless throw-in. Oh, 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 he's the best defensive center in the NBA. Oh, okay. All right, all right. (laughs) Um, He's turned the Grizzlies season around right now. Yeah, he really has. Yes, he has. Um, Eight and two in their last ten games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I I, I think, I think he's cool. He's always been candid. Anytime you talk to him, he's not boring. Uh, you know, like Roger Goodell yeah. or Bud Selig, you know. I mean, you know, People you look at him. who talk a lot yeah. but don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, two, I wish that, like, as good as he was is the exact opposite of what his best friend and former deputy commissioner, Gary Bettman, is for the NHL. Yeah, like, they, uh, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a... Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to, my last thing is to piggyback what Nick said. Like, I absolutely agree that I feel like in our generation will remember him as he's the greatest great commissioner and he's like you know he did so much good for the nba whereas opposed to our younger generations like maybe my i don't know like your younger mm, sisters, sisters generations and stuff the people who are like 18 kind of coming out still in high school will remember him as mm. the last 10 years he's like fresh in college yeah these kids the, the last body of work and like he's an idiot like we don't you know yeah I mean, up to him. who's our came alive? Who's that? Yeah. What? <laughs> Go. You know how I know you're older. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it. It seems like you know the NBA is in a really really good situation, right? Oh, now. it's awesome. It's it's. I mean, I don't want to say that it's better than it was in the '90s, but you know, in the '90s, you had all these great players. You can you know, kind of say it though, because now. it's now it's 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 international. It's worldwide. Yeah. You can, you can kind of yeah yeah. Can you say mm-hmm. that like? Every sport, I feel like right now, they're in good situations. Like football, basketball, mm-hmm. baseball got young stars. Even hockey, to a little extent. Baseball, I, I, baseball's got some young stars, but yeah. baseball's not where it was. Yeah, yeah that's I'm about to about say talent wise. Like it a seems like every, yeah. all these yeah. sports are. You great. mentioned that the uh, the ratings went up for the college football games and stuff like that yeah. within the past what, five years, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and all yeah. you know, you know, the, the commissioner. It's it's weird. Sometimes it's like what their actual effect is is nebulous and it, it it seems like it might be a little bit too simplistic to just give them all the credit for everything but yeah. it, to a certain extent they're the they're the shepherds of yeah you know of the league and it, the fact that Good there's the, the fact that there's good talent available you know yeah. you could look at that and be like that's just random that there's all this good talent or whatever. But it's really not. It's actually directly because Yeah, because if you're watching yeah. the NBA yeah. as a kid, you're like, I want to be Jordan or I want to be Duncan or all yeah, these exactly. right. Yeah, the kids these days, it's it's LeBron Duncan. James. It's um, it's probably even after Iverson. It's yeah. LeBron. Yeah. yeah. LeBron, LeBron is, Kobe. I mean, who's, who, how funny would it be that, like... Who's a young stud? Oh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. 
Yeah. LeBron was his hero yeah. growing yeah. up. That's yeah. how young Kyrie Irving is. But like LeBron was his hero. Like those yeah. guys, LeBron, Wade, Carmelo, like those are the uh those are like the Hall of Fame yeah. players that I grew up and that's the mm-hmm. reason I'm playing basketball and and blah blah blah. What you, you know? said, how funny is it that only two players can span two generations of players, Duncan and Kobe, where it's like, Oh god, I want like two different yeah. generations yeah. watching. Yeah. I wanna be like that. Well, like, yeah. Definitely. That is kind of cool. That's like unique for them. Yeah, yeah. To, that's a to unique have situation. actually played in both eras. Yeah, because they are kind of like very different. Well, eras. to the mo- to the lesser extent, I mean, like Kobe, because Duncan was a superstar already, already coming yeah, out of yeah. the NBA, yeah, like yeah. written all over Kobe. It took like two, three years, years for him to get to where he was. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, you can say like, oh, I Tim Duncan can sit there and say, yeah, I played with those guys and these new set of guys, mm-hmm. and then like I'm yeah. still like yeah. winning games and still doing it, still doing it. It's ridiculous. Can, yeah, yeah that, is, are, that is amazing. Um, Whereas and, Kobe's breaking down, he's still doing it. That old bastard. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's it's funny. Like I, I don't, it, I'm not really sure if David Stern is the right guy to credit here, but you know, he seems like a good enough guy to credit here. The uh, so stats, of course, are undergoing an overhaul um, mm. in all sports. Just in general, yeah. statistical analysis is becoming is the new thing. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Bill. And Dean. you'd think, yeah, and it's it's weird because you'd think a sport like basketball would be like the worst sport to have that for, or the hardest sport to have that for. It's such a, it's such like a a fluid yeah. game, mm. you know, and so many little factors factor in. But I, mm. you know, they have. Um, Again, this is where I don't know how it, whose idea was this, or like who's good at who gets the credit for this idea. But mm-hmm. a lot of teams are employing this new camera technology, yeah, that gives all this crazy new data just about like you know crazy sports science. Is that what you're talking about? Essentially, Basically. sports science, like yeah. where where something like where does the ball score from on the floor? Yeah. Where the like most. the a, most, not yeah. not with a player, with yeah. all players combined. Nine, yeah, you know what I mean, or. Or where? How many times does the ball touch? You know, how many how many passes is is the optimal number of passes? Yeah. Like, mm. or from what position on the floor? Or from what trajectory can a guy cut? From what angle is the best angle? There's so many crazy things that you can't even like understand. Like, how could you? Think I mean, it's funny. You look of, at yeah. you look at baseball sabermetrics, yeah. and you're like, wow, that's some like advanced stats. But it makes sense. So, like, they took um, what's what's one um. What's a baseball one? Oh, okay. ERA plus, right? It's ERA, but it's it's um it's uh, adjusted for what the league's ERA is that year, you know, so that you yeah. can compare across eras. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense, right? But that's something you feel like you could have thought of, like yeah. if if only you knew it was possible. Like that's just simple. Yeah, just do just do that math. Like if you're good at math, you could you could have figured that out. <laughs> yeah. But like the basketball stuff is like. Why would you ever even think that that's <laughs> possible yeah, to yeah. like to like even measure? Because <laughs> nobody can you know? take that and be like, "Oh, I'm going to shoot from this angle at that very spot." Yeah, all the time. I mean, you know, I, like I, you know, like that's I'm, crazy. Well, what's his face is the best litmus test for these saber metrics, or if that's what we call it. It's like Rudy Gay. You have people yeah. who like. I remember reading the Bill Simmons article where he's talking about like. <clears throat> You got players like Magic John. I'm arguing with Magic Johnson and Mike Wilbon, who you know, a former player. They are seeing like I'm seeing him with my eyes, and he's a good player. He's yeah. a top twenty player. Where the Saber Met, you know, got old school guys like that. Like he's good. Look, like doing. He's like they see the stat sheets getting filled and like num points and rebounds. He's good, but the Saber Metric guy, Saber Metric guys, like he's terrible. No, he's yeah, like yeah. he's shooting a low percentage. Like somebody yeah. who's like. He, so he can so what he could score twenty points if he's shooting like thirty five percent. That's not good. Like <laughs> true shooting percentage usage rate. These I'm just these are coming out. These of, are come, yeah. coming out of world work, world work in my head right now. The all these like new th- ways of measuring you know quality of a of a player to a lesser extent blame hockey. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the with the sabermetrics. Well, no, well, I feel with the sabermetrics like not past Billy Bean. I feel hockey was a long head of the curve with the whole plus minus. Just like I feel like that like. This guy's yeah. good when he comes in the thing, or this guy's bad when, like, that's why I feel like... Yeah, over the long, long haul, you can see yeah. what their actual effect is. That's why even, I feel, though, even though in hockey, you play with shifts yeah. a little bit too much for that to be that great a yeah. stat. Like, it does work a little bit. It obviously first came out first in hockey. I, it, it works better in basketball. That's what I'm saying. Because it's not shifts. It, at least not yeah. as much. Not as much. It kind of is. Depends but, on what team it is. Like, there are lineups you play with yeah. most of the time, but there's also yeah. everybody kind of intermingles with your lineup. So there's not, like, yeah. it really, you really can truly get a personal value yeah. 
Because I feel like hockey was to blame for that statement with the plus minus. Because like you said, I even piggyback what you're off my basketball, like because like adopted the plus minus. I remember reading this Joe Com saying, you know how you tell when um, Eddie Curry was on the uh, New York Knicks, he had a plus minus of like twelve. So that means he made his team twelve points worse being on the court than like. Yeah. Like and Nate Robinson, who was like a plus over the five. Course, yeah, over the course, course of the whole season. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Interesting. You know, it, it's funny. I just had this thought. Uh, I guess a common theme that we often run into. You know, we're, we're by and large, we're fairly progressively thinking uh, guys who are not, you know, we're young, so we're not that steeped in, you know, old, uh, you know, I don't know, old adages, you know, you know what I mean? And that's something that I think annoys us often is when we hear things said that just are just like, all right, that's just one of those things people say like, oh, he's a, you know, just, oh, you can do that or, or, or whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. I'm like drawing a blank on some annoying thing. That's what do you like, mean, like the stubborn old guy that won't The stubborn old guy, guy, yeah, and these sayings about, like, a, a plays. Oh, like, they, all I could think of was, like, that Sims article where he was talking about Rudy Gay, Magic Johnson goes, I see what I see, and I when I'm seeing it from my eyes, that's a good player. You don't need stats to tell me that or something. That's all I could think Essentially of. Like that, that, I mean, I feel like, yeah. It's like, come on, man. Look, look, look yeah. what you have in front just, of you. <laughs> in general, just, just in general, outdated uh, philosophy or outdated way of looking at things, and and I'm trying to all the, the leagues, eye test. all the leagues suffer from this, where you're not willing to look at like the new what, like way I, or or a actual scientific way of like yeah. measuring something. Or I can think of like the workout warrior. That's all I can think of. Somebody who was mediocre his like whole college career, but all of a sudden he blows a scout away with a, his workout. It's like he's going to be amazing. We need to draft yeah. him in the first round. It's yeah. like no, yeah. but his career dictates he's not that good. Yeah. Like, and anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, the thing, the thing I th- and I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you guys even agree with me about this, but I feel like the um, the the dialogue in the NBA is more advanced than it is in the other two leagues. I mean, oh, I sorry, was... hockey. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Sorry, hockey. Dismissed. The other three Sweet. major leagues. You could say two and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, think, I think they would accept that, actually. But I feel, I, you know, I feel like in basketball, like the traditional, the dialogue in basketball suffers a little bit less from these, uh, these just jingoisms, you yeah. know, yeah. That, that, you you know, you're always hearing that kind of stuff in baseball. Baseball definitely suffers the most because baseball is the most tradition-based game yeah. out of out of all of them. It's the weird even football, you know. Yeah, I'm about to say it isn't more like individual yeah. than outside, um, of, the, you don't outside of it. For baseball, you don't look at the team. You look at the individual. It's yeah. weird. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, I just, I, I feel like the NBA just often, you know, people are willing to, m- more willing to yeah. embrace a new way of looking at things in the NBA and the way, the way it can work as a team yeah. sort of game. Anyway, um, I'll we've got, slide, Mike. we've, <laughs> it's a new yeah. sport, it's not uh, for everybody, I know. Yeah, I'll let it slide as well. Is hockey going out of the major, or is, is, is hockey sitting on the same tier as soccer oh, soon? I feel hot, it's it's not for everybody, I feel it's like, for hockey fans who don't agree, it's a cult sport, I feel like, hmm. it has their little pockets of people who watch it, like they're diehards and stuff, yeah. and that's, I feel like, what it is. A lot of people are starting to watch it, like, there's like some friends that I have, like, that I didn't even know watch well, it, so it was like I was surprised to like see them on Facebook posting about the games well, and I've, stuff like. And, it is coming back, like you said, because since the lockout, like attendance, because I feel yeah. like there's the dead puck era, which like mm. the, the trap and all that, like really killed yeah. hockey. These slow, methodical defensive games, but like with like Crosby, Ovechkin, Patrick mm. Kane, all these influx of new young players. Like I feel like, yeah, it's there's been less fights yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I started to notice. I was like, oh, they're starting to think about their image. Are you yeah. serious? And actually, I've actually seen some commercials for the NHL. I was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, that, that's that's different." <laughs> but going into it, at any rate, at any rate, yeah. um, David Stern, yeah, so long, and thanks for all the fish. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, TM Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a left for Ted plug. Um, yeah, yeah, he's been good. All right, Sochi's coming up. All right, yes. Actually, it, it's happening as we speak. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 
39th Olympiad. I totally made that up. <laughs> um, but our two 2014 Winter Olympics uh, are coming up. I know, I know that we're going to be getting into this a lot over the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Getting into it on the podcast, literally, and also getting into it in terms of ourselves, yes. uh, surely. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we kept saying that we were going to get into it, and like now that the events are happening, it'll be a easier transaction yeah. than what, actually previous. You know, I mean, what are you guys? What are you guys excited about? Curling and men's hockey. Curling <laughs> and men's hockey. I'm in for men's hockey. Men's hockey, and because I want to do curling team. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, all their stuff too. I mean, like, I know, I know hockey's not starting right away, but yeah. like. You can throw in other for a week. Yeah, so, you can throw in stuff like. Quick question: X Games isn't a part of Sochi, right? Nope. No. Okay. I'm inside about X Games. <laughs> There's, yeah. you know, I mean, you can get to the stuff like the traditional stuff, like um, the traditional stuff, like figure skating and yeah. that stuff that's kind of like the bread and butter when most people think about the Winter Olympics yeah. and all that. That's honestly what I think about. Honestly, <laughs> like, well, it's not really I what I think I about like, now, but... What about the speed uh, skating? Speed skating? Oh, yeah, I know, like... Well, U.S. always has some has some really good, like, speed skaters. Um, it's like Apollo, Apollo and, uh, and yeah. no one else that I can name, but I feel like the U.S. always... Bonnie Blair! Sorry, guys, wrong sport. I Robert Kardashian! I mean... <laughs> There's also snowboarding. So. Mary Lou yeah. Retton, what are you talking about? Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a um, bit of new Sean White got injured during um, one of his practice runs, and he couldn't yeah. do one of the events. So well, he was struggling in that. Speaking of, like, there's an event yeah. that he dropped because he wasn't good at it. Good at it, And yeah. some snowboarder tweeted, like, of course he's going to do a drop out the one he knows he can't qualify for a medal for, yeah. which he got, like, yeah, crap, yeah, he got for. crap for. It, yeah. You think uh, Team it. USA will wear their duck jerseys this year? Yeah. Ugh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be, that'd that be was great. my favorite Olympics. I think it was 1994. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so, what are your guys' moments? What have you... When you look back at it, uh, definitely Brian Boitano uh, taking the. I, I don't know. Every time I hear his name, it was funny though. When I was young, when I was young, because yeah. I was like basically taking cues from my parents for the most part. Yeah, uh, they were. They both, my dad and mom, were all about figure skating, so yeah. I knew a lot about the uh, figure skating. I'm trying to remember who was I'll the s- Russian guy, uh, Victor Petrenko. Victor okay. Petrenko. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ted just nodded at me because yeah. he knows, or okay. he's just nodding to make me feel better um, <laughs> because I named it, because I named a figure skater. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was what I always used to get into, and then every year I get into the, the ice hockey. For me, the battles with uh, Team America and then in Canada for hockey, definitely. Mm-hmm. My I love those battles. My first thing is the '98 Olympics, where like I was 11 at Nagano. the time, so I didn't even think like. I knew I was watching something special when I see Dominic Hajek like play out of his mind in yeah. playing the check to the goal. But now, growing older, I knew I was seeing something special. And growing older and looking at the stats, he allowed six total goals in that Olympics. Two of them were in the medal rounds alone. I'm like, holy crap! Like to me, that's the best performance ever by a goalie, yeah. and should be up there as one of the most clutch, like dominant mm-hmm. sports stretches ever. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of. My he really thing. was great. <laughs> and for not that long of a period. He, he was very he Sandy Koufax. Things. Yeah. He was very Sandy Koufax. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, it's, I mean, it should be good. You know, I, there's something just really cool about the Olympics. You know, the, it's, it's fun to cheer for your country. Yeah. It's fun to kind of like learn about the other countries sort yeah. of in uh, they like, do in bring the same their cultures sense. and yeah you know you, you like see all that lot. stuff you, you know there, I, there's always somebody who's funny looking mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know it really it's really you know what always like almost flabbergasts me is how entertaining things like bobsled and luge oh, are yeah even though it's like you're sitting there watching you can't tell what's going on <laughs> yeah. every single bobsled or luge run looks identical to you yeah. and yet like just yeah, watching the probably. watching watching the time, you know, checkpoints tick yeah. off, and you know they're they're plus or they're minus. That's just somehow exciting for some reason. You and know, they're like great form. I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, okay, great form. That, what are you talking about? That little thing went by. All right, <laughs> are they swaying one way? Are they swaying another? I, I don't know. When I think of it, I just think it has a different flavor to the Summer Olympics. I feel summer's more of like the mainstream Olympics, whereas like winter doesn't get as much hype as it does it's i just yeah. find it interesting but i always consider it a favorite because it's different i don't know i just yeah, it like, feels different like, yeah it doesn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well i mean to, to almost harken back to like what you know what i said about baseball being the, the sport that's 
bound by tradition. That's the summer games, too. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, those are the originals, you know, and those are the ones with the classic events. Yeah. Whereas the Winter Olympics, like, it would be a lot harder for the summer games to add the summer equivalent of snowboarding. Yeah. Whereas the Winter Olympics could just, yeah, let's just do that. Let's have curling. Yeah. Friggin' made up sport that why does that even exist s games i already mentioned it yeah (laughs) like why like why does that even exist but it it exists because the winter olympics will do that and and the summer olympics Mm -hmm. um it's it's bringing in a lot of whatchamacallit though to younger audiences with like the skateboarders and all that stuff like sean wright they're like i I want to snowboard now it's like a seamless transition all the video games that came out thereafter Mm -hmm. and shoe deals and Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the other uh, clothing brands yeah it's been a big deal should be good yeah um we're all real excited. We're going to wrap up. Uh, it's been great. Football season's over, but we still yep. got a lot to look forward to. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. We'll talk Olympics, and we'll talk uh, sport of your choice. We'll yeah. have preview. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, eventually. Yeah. Well, well, well. Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Hey, yeah. uh, it's been great. We'll catch you next week. Yeah. This podcast we'll needs more Peyton Manning. Come on, guys. <laughs> More Manning, Manning, Manning. Forget it. We'll be catching you guys next time on Sportscast Prime. Have Ace. A, have See a you. good one. You've just listened to a Hollow Works Network podcast. <laughs>